mindset, performance, science, transforming communication, perspective, and boundaries. Welcome to the Redefining Success Show with Aaron Jewell, a Thrive Global Top 10 Coach of 2021. And now, here's your host, Aaron Jewell. Greetings, amazing humans. Thanks for being here as a listener on today's show. We are going to talk specifically about challenges associated with fertility. Yes, we are going to take the next 15 or so minutes to explore challenges with fertility from my personal perspective. And the reason that I have chosen to explore this topic further is because if I meet one more female in her late 30s, early 40s, who is experiencing their next chapter with a desire to have a child and feeling challenges with that, if I meet one more, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is absolutely something that maybe it's being addressed in some circles and some organizations. Um, but I am not really seeing that to be the case. I do know that companies are really starting to open up and offer different benefits and incentives for women on the fertility journey. And I'm going to do my best today to really speak to some possibilities with the fertility journey that are maybe not talked about as much. And This has been inspired by a recent podcast I listened to, and the episode was an interview with a Dr. Monique Ribeiro, who happens to be one of my current practitioners who has been working with me in my personal journey with fertility. And the podcast is called The Genius Hormone, which I found to be a, or actually I think it's The Hormone Genius. I think I flip-flopped that. And I found it to be an extremely insightful episode, but more importantly than than anything else, and I'm being very selfish as I say this, it was my story. When When I heard Dr. Monique talking about details of challenges that women face with their fertility. So before I go anywhere else, I want to paint a little bit more of a picture. So I am a 41 year old female who has never previously uh, been pregnant. And again, for those of you who are generally expecting work-related topics to to be discussed, I'm here to tell you that this is absolutely 1000% a work-related topic. Because let me tell you, the fertility journey, as it was said to me last week, is a B. I don't like saying that word. It is definitely a very uncertain, confusing, challenging, and even um, can be a tragic and also very miraculous journey. And I figured since I'm right in the middle of this, why not talk about it a little bit more? Some of the things I've learned and picked up on that maybe aren't being discussed as much out there, but could really be very helpful to some people. So with that, I have a background in Western medicine as it relates to healthcare. So for about 15 years, I worked on the pharmaceutical and medical device side of healthcare. And I still am involved in that space and find it to be incredibly effective 
I am in love with the technology of it all. I absolutely find in particular, the, the medical technology side of, of human just advancement to be fascinating. And I really enjoy it. But I also, over the years, began to familiarize myself a little bit more with the alternative side of things. So fast forward a bunch of years after studying with Reiki practitioners and other holistic practitioners, acupuncturists, actually receiving treatments from remote healers, skio practitioners. And if you have any questions about any of the treatments or therapeutic options I'm mentioning, feel free to send me a personal note at erinjewelconsulting.com and requesting more information. GDV, pulsated electromagnetic frequency technology. I have tried the gamut over the years. And what I have found, and this is not original content, but what I have found to be the case is it's all connected and not everything is just a purely physical manifestation And that a lot of times Western medicine is really effective as it relates to treating the symptoms, but may skip a few steps as it relates to identifying the root cause. And again, everything I share is simply one angle and it's, it's a perspective based on my own limited experience as a human, but take, for example, the fertility journey where you have all of these and when you when we talk about medicine by the way and you know any healthcare professional would likely agree when it comes to diagnosis and treatment it it's all about least invasive to most invasive so i learned that at a very young age so anything that any products that i worked with any devices that i supported in the operating rooms that i worked with over worked in over the years i was always thinking in that type of a, a thought process least to most invasive So as it relates to my own fertility journey, it was pretty easy at first for me to adopt that thought process and operative term at first. So I'm a 41 year old woman. I've never been pregnant. I got married at the age of 40, which is when my husband and I started to try and uh, conceive our own uh, child. And those of you who know me and my story know that I am the proud stepmama of three beautiful healthy, young, amazing humans who are 10, eight, and seven. And at this point in my life, I do not, I do not believe I have accomplished anything greater than that. So I am pretty, pretty stoked about that. That being said, my husband and I have decided to try and conceive our own child. And we simply began that process being more attentive to the ovulation cycle, things like that. And after several months, of not achieving a pregnancy, we were instructed, we were guided by a very close and dear friend of ours to speak with this woman who has a company that helps women to learn and deeply connect with their ovulation cycle, become informed about certain biomarkers that can be indicators of why they may not be achieving pregnancy, which serves as information to lead to further treatment options, things like supplements and medication. But the intention of this whole pathway is for an individual to eventually become pregnant through certain methods that involve really just listening to the body and paying attention to the body. So at first, this all sounded really fantastic. I loved what I was hearing. 
And then the work began. We had multiple sessions with this, um, I'll call her a, an angel nurse counselor. And she began to just give us all this really great information, but it was like I was drinking through a fire hose. For example, talking about our cycle as an ovulation cycle, not, not a period cycle, kind of the opposite of what I was taught as a young child. So my world was kind of flipped upside down and my excitement turned into some frustration, not with her in the process, more than anything with the fact that I felt so completely unaware and disconnected from my body. And this is coming from someone who has done a lot of work in particular since 2012 to really fuller, more fully connect with self. So I quickly became pretty frustrated about the process in the sense of, I realized just how little I knew about reproductive health. And the other thing that started to feel a bit frustrating for me was, well, I've been brought up in, the, in a very uh, instant gratification ecosystem. I've always kind of gone after what I've wanted when I've wanted it. And this process was anything but instant gratification. It felt to me, it felt like work. It felt like too much of a process. And it, it relied heavily on me trusting myself and my ability to identify certain biomarkers for the very first time in my life at the age of 40. So I promise you this story gets better, but I'm painting the contrast because I do think it's important to acknowledge that because I waited so long to touch base with my body and my actual ovulation cycle, that when it really started to matter to me most at this point in my life, it was very frustrating for me. And it made, it felt very difficult for me to connect with and even trust that I was making the right observations. So overall, it just kind of created more stress in the process, which for anyone who's had a child or has tried to conceive in the past, you know that there's only so much stress that's okay before it really starts to boost those cortisol levels and impact healthy, important hormones that are needed for conception. So fast forward a little bit in the process, uh, a couple of months, and I had a conversation with the nurse counselor and I said, look, I'm having a hard time. We're not seeing the biomarkers I want to see. I'm, I'm not sure I can even trust that I'm making the right observations. I'm ready to see an OBGYN at this point. So I was connected with an OBGYN who I've already mentioned, Dr. Monique. And at that point, I was, I was educated about this natural reproductive process that again, didn't involve anything beyond as far as treatment options, beyond certain medications to help with ovulation. And so at first, again, very excited, feeling like this was going to bring some more uh, closure and more information. And lo and behold, the tests and the journey continues where I've had several weeks of blood tests and I've had several diagnostic imaging appointments and doctor's appointments. And so far, there is not clear information about why it is I am not achieving pregnancy. Now, that all being said, I'm very early on in this process. And I'm just sharing very open, openly and honestly that my frustration has primarily been with myself for this idea that I've waited so long to feel more educated and in tune with my body. And in fact, for years, 
I was on birth control. And it turns out that by being on birth control, it can actually permanently cause my brain to stop communicating with my cervix. Now I'm sure I'm, I'm dumbing that down tremendously and it's much more complex than that. And maybe even more interesting than that. But by being on birth control so long, I actually was really teaching my body to not get pregnant when the whole time I could have really learned about this process, this, and there's many names for these different methods. And again, if you have questions, let me know. But the whole time I could have been become more educated about this process and learned how to track my cycle in a natural way that wouldn't potentially cause permanent damage. And I'm now in this kind of waiting game to see if in fact that has been the case for me or not. Are you looking to increase leadership competence and trustworthiness on your team? Do you see more opportunities to build rapport and a sense of community on your team? Are you challenged with completely trusting yourself and your team as a leader? Book a call today with Erin Jewell Consulting to learn more about the PACE Signature System. PACE, an acronym for Perspective, Alignment, Communication, and Equanimity, is designed to increase a sense of community and trustworthiness on your team to improve outcomes and drive the successful results you know that you and your team are capable of. All in six months, Go to erinjewelconsulting.com forward slash bookings for a free consult and enjoy. Again, bringing up some sensitive topics here and all I'm doing is sharing my personal experience because check it out. I've just described to you only a small piece of my personal fertility journey at this point. I have bruises in both arms, difficulty drawing blood at this point, getting the labs that we're trying to get to identify if the hormones are at the right place at the right time. Imagine if I am on your team at work going through all of this. Imagine if I am on your team at work going through this process, but I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Now, I'm one of those people that I love to bury my head in work. I find so much pleasure in doing the work I do. It's partly what inspired me to become an entrepreneur and a business owner because I can just work around the clock on any project I want to. And I can also check out as needed. But that being said, emotionally, mentally, I have had to work harder to stay focused, you know, and I've also had to make sacrifices. My mornings are dedicated to my exercise and meditation and prayer routine. Well, over the last several weeks, that routine has been somewhat disrupted by me going to you know, lab core every other day for weeks on end and going to doctor's appointments. And that all being said, and this is part of what I want to share is number one, just giving people an opportunity to recognize that there are many, many, many different ways to go about one's fertility journey. The choices that my husband and I are making today to follow this particular pathway is not because we think everybody should do it. We personally believe that there's an opportunity for us to take what we consider to be a less invasive, although it still feels invasive on some days, approach to getting pregnant. Now, with all of that being said, during this process, I have also began to see another OBGYN who does 
do different procedures and does offer IVF and does offer IUIs and things like that. And that being said, this OBGYN knows that that is not the pathway we are going to take. So I'm actually seeing two practitioners at the moment because each practitioner is offering different information. And, and the one practitioner is accessing a lot of technology to help with some of the diagnostics of it all, which is very helpful. And but that all being said, coming back to my comment of what if I'm on your team right now, or even this, what if I am your leader in the workplace? How am I being supported as I embark on this fertility journey? As I said in the beginning of the podcast, if I could, if I meet one more woman who's anywhere between the ages of really 35 and 45, who's going through this type of process, which when we think about that age range, especially with a high performer, high achiever, you're probably looking at a woman who's most likely in a leadership role right now, or at the very least becoming a substantial contributor to the organization of which she is a part of. And here she is walking through this journey. And I know some companies are reimbursing for freezing eggs and things like that. And I think that's all really fantastic and and supportive. But what else can companies be doing to empower and support along this part of someone's journey? A very deep and a very dark at sometimes, a very challenging part of their journey. And what can the company be doing to support the options that are available? You know, I mentioned before, we live in this kind of instant gratification world, right? Well, sometimes the most invasive options might be the quickest solutions, but are they truly the most effective and are they even necessary? You know, as a a former sales rep in the medical device sector, we worked with a procedure that was considered to be kind of second to the highest, most invasive option. The, The most invasive solution for the patient was actually open surgery. So it required opening the belly, you know, opening. It was very invasive, a lot of stitches and staples, long recovery time after surgery. And sometimes that was the patient's only option, but that wasn't always the case. And special consideration was always taken to identify the right patient for the right procedure. And I am wondering if we are missing that just a little bit in the world of fertility, where we've become very aware of sort of what seems to be becoming almost the gold standard in some ways with some of these more invasive and effective options. But are we missing the boat a little bit here in increasing our awareness about some of these less invasive options that are certainly still a journey to adjust to, but from from an internal inner work awareness perspective, if I can get pregnant with a few supplements and possibly, um, you know, some additional tweaks in my schedule, somehow my timing, somehow things like that, instead of some of the other options that exist out there for me personally, sign me up. If it takes another seven months or a year that to me is still a beneficial journey to to take and embark on. Now to somebody else, it might not be. And I completely understand that. The point of today's podcast was really just to bring a little bit more light to this. First of all, there are so many options. This part of the journey is extremely, can be extremely stressful. And for us to just 
feel empathetic toward each other about the journey? How can we support each other during this journey? Those of us who have been blessed with having children, whether they be biological, stepchildren, adopted children, what can we be doing to support those who are on the fertility journey? And those of us who are in positions of authority, whether that's in organizations or on teams, what can we be doing to empower women who are on the fertility journey to become more aware of the many options that exist and not feel like there's only two or three options involving you know, egg freezing or IUDs or IVF and recognizing there are actually also other really effective ways that sometimes seem to have more of a focus on the root cause. Now, the end game is still the same. And in some cases, the options may end up still being the same. But what if patients, women in particular, were given that additional consideration to truly identify if this is the right choice for them or the best option? And at the end of the day, the best choice and best option really comes down to what that woman is feeling in her heart. So taking all of that information and input, least invasive, truly, truly least invasive to truly, truly most invasive, understanding what that looks like and making the choice from there. And just kind of tying all of this together again, is this a workplace related issue? It absolutely is because somebody who's walking through this part of their journey and in my ecosystem, I am observing a lot of people who are walking through this journey and I recognize I myself am walking through it too. So perhaps there's a connection there. That's just what I'm calling in. But there seem to be a lot of people going through this today. So what can we be doing to empower education and awareness about the many options that do exist? And also just having that empathy, you know, sharing successes about children, adopted children, biological children, and also really checking in with that woman that's on her fertility journey. How are you feeling? You know, tell me about what's happening. What, how many appointments did you have this week? How many tests did you have run? Regardless of whether they're doing a natural reproductive pathway or an IUD pathway or an egg freezing pathway or an IVF pathway, checking in with these women, whether they be your family members or your friends, and just saying, you know, hey, tell me about your week. What what happened on your fertility journey this week? How are you feeling? You know, not pretending to be therapists, but simply other humans who have empathy, not being afraid to ask about it, not being afraid to talk about it. You know, this is this would be my intention for those women who would appreciate feeling heard during such a challenging time. And then I'll say this to those of you who are the partners I will say this, the partners who are not actually undergoing the process of preparing the womb to conceive, to really just stay on top of anything that you are being asked to do, whether that's provide your own samples or just being that emotional support. I encourage you to act with the same level of sense of urgency that your partner is acting with as, as she is preparing the womb to conceive, because there's a lot that's asked of us during this part of the journey. And sometimes if our partners are being asked to do things as well, if they don't feel as much of a sense of urgency, 
it can really make us feel like there's something wrong with us. And this is what I'll end with. And this is what Dr. Monique ended her podcast with, which I, if anything I said today resonated with you, I definitely recommend you check it out. It's the um, Hormone Genius and it's the episode, I think it's 32 with Dr. Monique Rubero. And, you know, she says this at the very end, we were all created whole, complete and healed. We are, we are perfect. There is nothing wrong with us. Women uh, historically have a tendency to go to that place. What did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? And I personally believe it's connected to this part of the journey based on what I've been experiencing. But, you know, just recognizing there is absolutely nothing wrong with any of us at any point in time. And all of this is just part of the journey. And there are so many gifts to come out of it, regardless of the outcome. So with that, thank you so much for being here today. Until the next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, visit AaronJewelConsulting.com. 